And good morning. Andy's taking the day off today. What do they say? A well-deserved time off. But in his stead is our friend Luke Panic, the deck and port specialist at Linda's Construction. Now, today's the day if you have, and I realize it's only 27 degrees and I still there's still snow on the ground. But a lot of people, Luke, and I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, want to talk about decks. Popular topic, Like isn't it? 52 weeks a year, probably, in your case. So if you do have, or or if you have a question about a porch, maybe you want to get an addition put on your house that's three seasons, four seasons, whatever kind of a porch. You you still do a lot of porches with Lindis? Yeah, quite a few, absolutely. Or as I said, decks. You have any kind of decking question, today's the day. Let me give you the phone number and the text number. We'll get underway. 651-989-9226. We've cleared the lines from the Garden Show. So if you have a home improvement question for Luke, 651 Nine eight nine nine two two six. Again, if it's easier, send a text eight one eight zero seven. Send a text to Luke eight one eight zero seven. Is that uh, text number? Not where you're driving, of course. Luke, it's been a while since you and I have chatted. I don't know if much has changed. Uh, we we do talk from time to time, as you know, with Andy about uh, decks, decking material. In fact, it was last week. I think we were talking about the Zuri, among other things. Uh, what's changed in the business since you've been doing this? Now, a lot? The material? Mostly the material, the decking has yeah. changed a What lot. was the percentage, you told me last time we talked, of people, instead of using cedar or some other wood, uh, they use some kind of uh, low maintenance, as you called it, low maintenance. Yeah, probably nine out of ten decks are That many now? Yeah. yeah. People want to retire their paintbrushes. And you don't mind that either. I mean, no, there's not something you enjoy, is it? Uh, no, standing stand deck. No, the, and and the wood products have come a long way too. But the 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 synthetic decks are by far the most popular for sure. The the ease of taking care of them and washing. What do you have to do with these low maintenance decks? Just hose them off or what? What I recommend every year, a uh, spring and fall, just to rinse them off. They make uh, basic cleaners just to keep the pollen and, mm-hmm. and the air debris off the deck. Is uh, is helpful. So to keep it clean is is good, but you don't need to get out your toothbrush or anything. Just give it a bath. Uh, spring and fall is is what I recommend. What as far as building these newer material decks, is it, is it more difficult? It's about the same as as wood decks. What do the workers have to go through? It's definitely more difficult. Number it one, is. the products are much heavier than wood, oh. so there's a, a lot more uh, Armstrong that goes into getting the materials from the street back to where you're building the deck, typically in the back of the house. Um, and the way that the boards are fastened are a little more technical. We use a lot of hidden fasteners that uh, How does are that work? I've heard the term, but I don't, I'm not sure how that works exactly. Well, there's different systems. Um, probably most common is in, is to use a board that is grooved on both sides that has a clip of sorts that uh, goes down with a stainless steel screw and, and a clip that holds the edge down. And that's probably the most popular. They're removable. They're uh, in case you burn a board or something, you can remove a board. Um, there's less fasteners because you, you, there's just one on each lip of the board, and, and it's, mm. it's it's holding both both edges down. So there's less fasteners. Um, so, but they're just a little bit more technical to control the spacing, and everything. Your typical screw through the deck board. So it, it is a, a more difficult process. What about underneath those boards? What kind of support system uh, compared to, like, a cedar deck, let's say? Is it about the same? Well, no, not the same. Uh, Typically, the the synthetic boards have uh, more flex to them 
So they can't span the distances that, uh, say, a five-quarter piece of wood can or even a two-by-six piece of wood. So while you can frame decks at uh, traditionally 16-inch centers with your joists, we usually frame all of our decks at 12-inch centers just so that flex, you don't notice it when you walk on it. it to me, it's it, the more... Uh, the less synthetic it feels when you're walking on oh, it, yeah. the, the better. So on the regular body of the deck, the main areas of decks, we put the joists at uh, 12 inches on center, and on stairways, 12 inches on center, possibly 9 inches on center. Oh, wow. As you walk down a staircase, you put more impact That's on the true. tread. So uh, you you know, you know, want extra um, support. support there so that you don't have that flex. And so the manufacturers will require, different, depending on whether it's AZEC or Zuri or Trex or whatever it is, you, you have to make sure that you're billing it to their, what they require. But um, that's it is different than a wood deck for sure, a little, little more framing. The good news is the framing is cheap. Uh, that's the least expensive part, oh, so you that's might as well that. put in as – Do it right. Do it right. Um, use the 2 by 10 joists and – um, it's not a place to cut corners, you know, because it's just not very expensive. If you have a deck or decking or a porch question for Luke Panic, 651-989-9226, this is your chance, especially if you want to talk about decks, 651-989-9226, or porches. Here is one, let's see, our front porch is a smooth gray colored concrete. There are stains on it from our dog's going on it in the winter, is there something that will remove those stains or are there concrete dyes or stains that could cover them that you'd recommend? What's the difference between a stain and a dye? They say, I see big box stores selling both. Uh, what would you recommend for cleaning that that surface? Well, there's a variety of, uh, of concrete agitators, acetones, degree different degrees of strengths depending on how comfortable you are working with chemicals but i'd go to semstone our friends at semstone and get some advice on which cleaner to use depending on what's on it now if it's just if it's just uh, raw concrete that doesn't have sealers or anything on it or if you need to actually strip it down so they use i mean didn't you have your garage floor done they they actually grind the surface off oh yeah uh, and, as far as the the uh, epoxy yeah to remove yeah. a stain that's actually stained concrete that's probably what you have to do if you really yeah. want to get rid of it does stain. create a little dust however yes but still it's the only way to do it but but the the coatings that they put on concrete have come a long way from you know 20 years ago they just started coming out with uh, patina stains, acid acid stains that would actually etch, chemically etch the surface that are a little more difficult to work with than the newer, more uh, acrylic-type stains or dyes that mm. are just a coating like a paint you put on. It's right. just the thinner that work great too. So they're both options. If for the homeowner, uh, average homeowner that doesn't do a lot of this, I'd recommend using the just the acrylic stains that they have. Some of them can be pretty caustic, couldn't they? Some of those. Some of the, pretty like what? I'm sorry? Caustic, like certain acids, if you're going to try Absolutely. to treat. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, the acid stains, are, they're different. You put the you spray, you put them in your mixer, you dilute them with water a little bit, and you, your your Hudson yeah. pump sprayer. sprayer. You spray it on, and you let it, it just sit there and fizzes, and it reacts, ah. as, reacts with the surface of the concrete. And you actually have to stop that reaction and get all that off. So... Then you spray it with a uh, a solution, a base solution, basic solution of 
uh, baking soda and like water. A neutralizer. A neutralizer yeah. to stop that reaction. And then you got to shop back or rinse it off if it's outside. If it's inside, you got to shop back that up and then wash all that off and let it dry and then put your clear coat on it. The dyes, you just put it on there, let it dry, and then put the put a clear coat on it. So it's a lot easier process. They come a long way. They're much better. That's probably you know than they used to be, and and so that's what I'd probably suggest in, in this case for sure. All right, Luke, hang on. We'll take a bit of a break. Your Luke Panic is in for Andy today. If you have a decking question, a porch question, this is your day. So take advantage of uh, Luke's expertise. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. You want to send a text to Luke? Sure. Eight one eight zero seven. Overcast, 27, the current CCO temperature reading, heading for a high today of uh, 38 degrees. Don't forget, turn those clocks ahead one hour as you retire tonight. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Home Improvement Show, brought to us every week by our friends at Lindus Construction. I had to laugh. i got to tell Andy this, Luke. Luke Panic, the deck and porch specialist, is with us this morning. So if you have a deck or porch question, this is your day. I received an email, Luke, a couple of days ago. Uh, I thought it was kind of sweet, kind of funny. A woman congratulated me and saying, I listen to you all the time, all these years. And all these years, I thought that this home improvement show was sponsored by Auntie Linda's Construction. Auntie Linda. <laughs> like your right? Which I thought was great. <laughs> so I have to tell Andy that. That was great. Auntie Linda. Auntie Linda's. But if you want to get in touch with, by the way, I always like to spell it too. It's L-I-N-D-U-S, Lindus Construction. And Luke is filling in for Andy today, not Andy. Uh, Susan, I think, is calling from Plymouth with a question, though. Go ahead, Susan. Thanks for waiting. Yeah, thank you. I have brick pavers on the uh, sidewalks on the south side of my house. Gets quite a bit of sun, but I'm having trouble with moss growing between the bricks in the last five years or so. It's probably 20 years old. And I dig it out or I spray it with bleach or weed killer, and it keeps coming back. Is there anything I can do to permanently prevent that from happening? Well, that's a good question. Um, I've, I've been asked this before. Have you? And I've been corrected before. Oh. Uh, I suggested Roundup, and that does not work. Um, then I was told bleach, and evidently Susan is telling us that, that it, it still comes back. Um, probably a great question for our previous uh, yeah, show. Yeah, the garden show. To know what to kill that. I, I don't know. I, I've been told that bleach is actually the solution for that, but it, you've tried bleach and it didn't work? Not for any long period of time. No. It just keeps coming back. Well, as the garden folks would say, there's obviously a moisture issue. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that moss wouldn't be able to grow there. A lot of shade, I presume, Susan, right? No, not no? Much. She said the south. You said the south elevation. Yeah. Wow, that's some tough stuff then. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, there's one thing I've learned, Susan, over these years, that our listeners are some of the smartest around, and they will have a solution. So the question is, how do you get rid of moss? What is this growing in between, like in the grout yeah, lines? Or grout lines, yeah. yeah. Pretty, I mean, uh, you see it a lot. You yeah. see it. Well, I see it a lot. Some under, people like it, though. Yeah, underneath decks. It's, people have pavers. I see it growing underneath mm-hmm. the decks all the time. It, in, in, but it's usually in the shade, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, a lot yeah. of people pressure wash it and just get rid of it, but they continually have to do it. It doesn't stop it from coming back. So, so. we don't have a definitive answer since Susan has used bleach. Yeah. Uh, we'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. So keep listening, Susan. We'll get an answer for sure. I know. Whether it's a good answer or not, we don't know. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. If you want to send your thoughts, eight one eight zero seven. 
is the uh, text number. Here's one for you, Luke. Uh, squirrels have chewed railings. Can we put composite railings on a wood deck? Sure. Do it do all, that the all the time. I bet yeah. you do. And that's, I call that a hybrid deck because I think if a lot of times the cost of the synthetic floor can be prohibitive. Yeah. And one of the ways to eliminate a lot of maintenance is to put on a synthetic railing that you don't have to take care of. Because I don't know about you, but for me, I'd much rather stain the floor of a deck than paint 4,000 oh, balusters. Isn't that uh, true? And it drips and it runs. So you, the majority of maintenance is actually on wood railings if you have an all-wood deck, not the floor. So we put uh, synthetic railings on uh, existing wood decks from time to time, and we build new ones once in a while that have a, a maintenance-free railing and a wood deck. So absolutely, that's a great idea. I have that in my home. Oh, well, there you go. So it does it does work. Uh, Dave is on the phone with a question, I believe. Uh, oh, and I just lost Dave. That was Dave. That was my fault. And mea culpa, you call back, and we'll uh, we'll get you on the line. 651-989-9226. See, where is it? Oh, a texter wants to know, and maybe it varies. You'll have to tell me. What is the current code for deck framing slash support Spacing. Well, I mean, does it, it de- vary? It depends on what the question is. If we're talking about the spacing of the posts that are out at the end of the deck, yeah, see, or if we're know. talking about the spacing of the joists. Uh, it really depends on two things. Number one, if we're talking about the posts, how far the deck is being extended out from the house, whether it's going out 10 feet, 16 feet, 20 feet. Generally speaking, we keep support posts, which your six by six uh, are typically what we use, less than nine feet apart. So a deck that's 20 feet wide will probably have uh, three spaces or four posts. We can't do it with just two gaps. It exceeds the nine feet. Uh, on a 16-foot deck that's 16 feet wide, we'll have three posts and space them because they're eight feet, generally speaking. That can vary depending on uh, the width and the length of the deck. So there, I, I can't answer the question. I need to know a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, generally speaking, joists need to be spaced at 16-inch centers, but what determines that is the decking that you're putting on top of it. Okay. okay. I hope that answers your question. Thanks very much for the text. If you want to send uh, Luke a text, and today, if you're just joining us, uh, Luke Panic is in. He is the deck and porch specialist with Lindis Construction. 651-989-9226, or the text is 81807. Let's do this. Let's take a break. Uh, Dave, you're going to be up next on the phone, then we'll grab some text messages when we come back. Again, Luke Panic is in for Andy here. 27 degrees. A look at that forecast is coming up. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Home Improvement Show, presented every week by our friends at Lindis Construction. Uh, we have a, a deck and porch specialist with us today in the form of Luke Panic. If you have any kind of a deck or porch question, this is uh, your opportunity to get some information. 651-989-9226 or send a text, uh, 81807. We'll get back to the text screen, uh, Luke, in a moment. But Dave is calling from Inver Grove, I believe, with a question. Go ahead, Dave. Hi, thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm. Say, I've got a composite deck now uh, going to turn eight years old this summer, and I've noticed last year at year seven, in the shade of the railing, I had moss developing. So what I did is I uh, pressure washed it, and it got rid of the moss uh, nicely, and it brought up uh, the color back a little bit. It was kind of a 
you know, dirty, darker color. Uh, so my question is twofold. Number one, um, how do I prevent that moss from coming back in the shaded areas of the railing? And number two, is it okay to pressure wash the deck? Am I damaging it anyway if I do that? I'm going to hang up and listen to your well, Hold on, hold on, hold, hold on, on, Dave. Don't go away. Uh, tell okay. me about the decking that you use. Do you know the the, the make of the brand of it? Uh, I wish I could tell you. I bought it at Menards, if that helps. Um, and I've, I don't remember the actual name of it. Um, I'm sorry, uh, okay. I don't have any more. Well, it, 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 they carry a product called Ultra Deck, uh, another, uh, in, I don't know what the other one is, uh, but they are composites. And so typically that means that the wood flower is exposed. They're not a capped composite. And, the, and, uh, it, it could, I, it, they may have a capped composite. I, I don't know for sure, but I'm, I'm pretty sure if this is eight years old, that's what they had. And so composites, because the wood flower is exposed, are more prone to growing organic material. So they need to be cleaned more often to prevent that moss from growing. So if I have a composite deck, I'm probably going to wash that four times throughout the summer if I have an issue with it uh, with a deck cleaner that has a little bit of bleach in it. It has a little bit of... Uh, just cleaners that help uh, keep that pollen and th- from starting that, or- that organic material to grow. And it's growing under the railing because it's in shade. The sun is uh, not getting there as much, so that's why it's happening. So the solution is to just to clean it more often. Um, you know, I'd say, uh, like I said, four, four times throughout the summer spaced, you know, uh, maybe every other month, and, and, and then that'll prevent that. Can from you happening. make your own solution, or is that readily available? At I'm sure you stores? can. Uh, you, probably the Google machine would tell you, yeah. you know, a, a one part bleach to uh, three parts water. I know I, I ran out of Windex the other day, and I remember my mother cleaning windows with uh, vinegar and water, and I thought, sure. I, don't, I wonder how much vinegar you use. And so, you know, I'd Google, you know, well, turn, you figure it out, <laughs> boom, it worked great. And it worked. Yes. Smelled like pickles, but it was great. Uh, it's magic. Magic, yeah. you know. So I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there is a home brew for deck cleaners. It's it's probably five bucks for a gallon at uh, your big box store yeah. to buy something. So it's not expensive, and then you dilute it with water, so it lasts quite a ways. Um, but that's what I would do. I'd, I'd I'd religiously clean that. That those composites can be can more grow, often. Yeah, they grow yeah. a lot of mold. And, and the first note that you'll see is little black specks that that'll start to show the mildew and. And that can be difficult to clean, so you want to stay ahead of that. Get, get ahead of the game yeah. there. Thanks, Dave. Hope that helped. Uh, you're going to have to help me with this, Luke. The texter says, what do you think of retractable screen doors? What is that? Well, I, mean, I know what it means, but I, I don't yeah, know if I've ever seen the, one. Now, the, there's a couple of different varieties. You, you, there are doors that have that you can buy, like storm doors, that have retractable screens, and they work fine. Uh, Larson, the regular... Storm door manufacturer sure. makes them. They also make retractable screens like for garage door openings and for gazebos and um, screen rooms where they basically are like a shade that pulls down from the top. And some of them are manual and some of them are remote control powered that they just open and close with the touch of a button. Um, and I've seen them. I've never used one or built one in on a project, uh, but they are they look fantastic. I hmm. They come in different – and here's a kind of a cool thing. A lot of times sunshine is a problem when people have a gazebo or a deck. And the sun – in the afternoon when the sun's at the lower elevation, you know, your umbrella doesn't work because the sun's not up directly above you. It's down at a lower elevation. So these screens are available in different darknesses hmm. to provide shade. How about that? In addition to obviously bugs, but a lot of people will use them so they can they can adjust that screen – 
to give them some shade from the lower uh, when the sun is setting. More in the comfortable west. seating, yeah. Just to you know, just to take because a lot of decks that are built on the south sides of homes or the west sides of home are unbearable. Yeah. You know, in the afternoon, and that's when you want to be intense, out there. Yeah. yeah, that's when you want to barbecue. But it's so, right. it's so doggone hot that you need some relief. So. Uh, and often pergola, people often want to have a pergola. Well, that doesn't work real good when the sun's at the low elevation when you're out there. Yeah. It only works, you know, at lunchtime. That's right. So a lot of times we were building things like screens like that or or curtains, a curtain that would kind of an outdoor curtain to provide you the shade from the side. So, If you have a question for a, a deck expert, porch expert, now's your chance. 651-989-9226. I see a line is open if you want to use it. Or, uh, again, if it's easier, send a text, 81807. Is the new, here's a text to Luke, is the new pile drivers hmm, just as good as concrete forms for deck support? So they mean that diamond pier? Is that what that is? They could. Uh, piling is a term used for multiple different types of footings, but mm. um, there's two that are most common. They're your helical piers that screw in the ground like a big screw. Um, and the diamond pin piers, which are a concrete diamond with uh, pins that. What do you in. like the best? Or does it depend on the ground, on the uh, type of soil? Uh, I it's hard to. I, I couldn't tell you one's better than the other at hmm. this point. The the if you have deep loomis soil, I think the helical screw pier is probably the best. I, I can't imagine how those are installed. Is you screw them into the earth until you get a certain amount of resistance. And then you stop, so you know exactly what you're. The diamond piers work differently. They're like putting a tripod for your camera in the earth. Hmm. So regardless of the soil, it 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 carry it can it can hold that weight. In the winter time, we're we're still putting in a lot of these diamond piers. Even in the winter, we're able to jackhammer the pins. Whereas a helical screw, you couldn't put in in the oh, winter time. Okay. You'd have to completely thaw out the soil. So uh, they're both fantastic. I mean, we've never had any one of those types of footings ever fail. That says a lot. For a lot of decks that we've yeah. done over the years. And um, concrete footings, you know, fail from time to time. And especially when you drill a hole 48 inches in the ground and the hole fills up halfway with water. You know, honey, it's difficult to get a good concrete footing in there. So these are excellent piers. Either one, either the diamond pier or the helical screw is fantastic. When uh, people call up Linda's Construction and say, uh, I want Luke and his crew to come over and build us a deck. Yep. I mean, when... I'm thinking about a time frame. If they here it is, it's uh, March, middle of March. Yep. Could you even get a deck built before the end of the year? It's possible. <laughs> okay. It's possible. I'm getting, I'm getting the feeling you guys are pretty busy. We are. That, it, yeah. it is a. It is a, been a very busy year, and people who want to have a deck built this year, they really need to. They call. planned on it last year. He, he, unfortunately, yeah. it, it's. It, Tend to people start thinking about it when they get that warm sun on I their know. face. They go, "Dog got it." It's, it's oh, true. spring is here. It's going to come every year. But the, you want to uh, if you if you're thinking about a deck and it's it, the the market is just booming from construction, so everybody has lead times. Um, but yeah, if you want to get a deck or a design done, it, it behooves you to do it right away. Uh, this is a question about wood windows, uh, Luke. Uh, it says, "This is the text." Besides sanding. Is there another way to remove the, quote, black on wood windows before we stain them? Sounds like uh, some mildew, mold. Yeah, pretty common on the lower sashes we see at this time of the year. The frost has been there all year, and now it's melted. Um, Sanding is the way to get it off. Uh, There are, I suppose, there's some bleach, uh, you know, you could do a little solution, but I I doubt that's going to remove it. Especially if you're going to stain again. Yeah, you really have to sand it off, I, I think, yeah. 
81807, that's the uh, text number if we want to use that. Uh, Replacing an exterior door, Texter says, on my house that has vinyl siding. Do I need to remove the vinyl siding around the door first? What do you think about that door question? Generally not. Um, a door has typically has a brick mold. The brick mold is acting as the nail fin. So most of the time doors are fastened through that brick mold. So when you remove the door, you're removing the brick mold and the fin, and, and vinyl siding is typically J-channeled up to that door. A window is different where it has a nail fin and the J-channel goes over that nail fin. So in order to remove the window, you have to remove the J-channel and the siding. But typically doors, that is not the case. You can just uh, pull it out. Except maybe it's a patio door. Patio doors sometimes have nail fins that are used. Uh, but entry doors, no. You should not have to remove that siding. We have, Texter says, a 2009 Trex decking that is faded. Can it be repainted? And if so, how? They do make paints for it. They do. Uh, yeah, you can buy composite decking paint. Um, I can't speak to how well it holds up. I suspect it's like any other paint job. It's going to wear where you walk the most and have to be redone You know, from time to time. Um, in would you prime a Trex deck before you painted it? Was that, would that be necessary? I mean, is it going to make a difference? I, I I've never know. done that. So. I don't think so. I'm guessing the paints that you buy for the composite material will be just apply it. I, okay. I, I don't know. You have to read the read the can. But yeah. I know that you can paint them. I've seen them be painted. Um, they will wear, like it's still paint on top of composite, so it will wear, but it'll hold paint better than traditional wood because it's more stable. It doesn't move and expand and contract as much as wood does, so it will hold paint fine, um, but you're committed to painting it then. We, uh, we're we getting a little reaction on the moss question oh, of, here of we earlier, go. but this kind of is reflected in what you just said about vinegar. This text just says, try vinegar. I heard it works. It works on weeds. Uh, and here's uh, another saying the same thing. Uh, moss, another texter says, in grout or mortar, it says to use a roof cleaner containing zinc. Mm. It removes and prevents moss from asphalt shingles. I guess it's kind of a misspelling here, so I'm guessing here. It's roof be clean. Okay. Product, sure. evidently. Well, that does make sense. Uh, we put zinc uh, strips on homes that are prone to growing mold, mold That's and right. mildew. Yeah. Um, and it prevents uh, organic growth. So zinc, uh, if you can buy something with zinc in it, I don't know if there's a solution or a powder or something that has zinc. That, that does make sense. All right. Let's go back to the phones, Luke. Jill is calling from uh, Roseville. Jill, you're on CCO with Luke. Oh, hi. Hey, could you tell me, do you know of anyone that puts in the old-fashioned clothes posts and clothes lines with the turnbuckles or just oh. puts any clothes lines in at all? Well, I haven't seen a clothesline in a pole for years. What? What? You, did you? My mother, of course. Yeah, we had all that. And the the fresh smell of yes. clothes off a of line. There's nothing yes. like it. There's nothing like it. But I have no idea who does clotheslines or where you can buy that. <laughs> That's the first time I've heard that question, Jill. You know what? Again, I'll refer to listeners because I have a feeling somebody's going to know who still puts in the clothesline. You know, it's like putting in a mailbox, I suppose, with concrete. Right? Post, yeah. yeah. And, and I think she's talking about the ones I actually sp- maybe spin with uh, some arms. Not the ones, but, you know, you just have what, what kind, Jill, Jill what, what kind of clothesline are you talking about? Just the regular T-shaped ones or yeah, what? Uh, they have the turnbuckles and they were the old-fashioned wire thing, you know. And they were they they're tightened with turnbuckles on each ah. end of the post post. Oh my! Sure. It's like it's a dying art. I don't know. Well, I tell you what, Jill, we'll find out. 
before the show ends, we'll we'll have some answer for you. I'm, I'm sure. And I'm sure that any any decent carpenter could install yeah, something like that. It's yeah. pretty basic. It's a post, but you'd have to find that T post. Find the material. The material, yeah. that T post would be everything. The cable and the turnbuckles would be available yeah. at any hardware store. But <laughs> that. All right. Uh let's see. Jeff in St. Paul is uh is on CCO. Jeff, good morning. Yeah, hi, this is Jerry. Oh, oh Jerry. Jerry, all right. Yeah. Uh, Luke, I have a question for you. I've got a, uh, a north-facing uh, porch, uh, and it's an, an older home, and there are no footings under the porch at all. They're just a couple support uh, posts. So the, I, it's enclosed. I've got storm windows on it, but there's, there's gaps in between the uh, windows. So I want to put new storm windows on, but uh, can I get by if I, if I enforce, uh, reinforce that porch with post and put it on a good cement pad? Uh, could I get by without putting footings in there? Because with the porch floor down now, it's kind of hard to put footings in. How how far off the ground is the porch? About two and a half feet. Okay, so you know the the the, the problem is, and why you have gaps and and stuff in your storm windows is because that that building is moving every time the ground freezes, and if you don't prevent that from happening, you're going to continue to have that problem. So. With being at two feet off the ground, that's ample room for a company to put some real frost footings down that will stabilize that porch and, first of all, level it because I'm sure it's out of level right now. So it can be straightened out and leveled by putting in the uh, – we temporarily lift it up, put your footings in, and then uh, set it back down nice and level, and now your windows are going to function properly. They'll be easier to install. Uh, there's really no substitute uh, putting them in on a slab isn't going to solve your problem because the ground is still going to freeze underneath it and cause the building to lift and shift. So uh, you need to have real footings in there to to fix it. All right. You know what we need to do? A quick break, Luke. Okay. We'll do that. We'll come back. Thank you, Jerry. 651-989-9226. If you have any kind of a deck or porch question, now is your chance. Do it now either by phone or by text. Text number. We'll get back to that in a moment. 81807. In the Twin Cities, 27 degrees currently, heading for 36. A reminder, turn those clocks ahead one hour as you retire tonight. Don't forget, two Twins and Red Sox at noon here on 830-WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to the remaining minutes of our home improvement show that's presented every week by Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. And if you want to get in touch with those good folks, 1-800-LEAF-CARD is the easiest number to remember, 1-800-LEAF-CARD. And if you're just joining us, Luke Panic is in for Andy. He is the deck and port specialist with Lindus Construction. So we've been talking all around uh, decking and porches and some windows and some other questions as well. Uh, we are still getting, Luke, uh, su- suggestions about that moss problem. Okay. And I'll tell you what, uh, Rick is on the line. I think he may have a suggestion. Rick, what is your suggestion? Uh, there's a product called Wet and Forget. And I've used it on my roof to take moss and mildew off. I've used it on my daughter's uh, retaining wall. Uh, the product works uh, fairly slowly, but it works with wind and weather affecting the uh, uh whatever you're putting it on, and it's done a fabulous job as far as I'm concerned. So, it, hmm. like I said, wet and forget is the name of the product. So, Wet and, thank you, Rick, wet and forget. I wonder where you get it. I'm not sure. Let's, uh, let's, where, did you, where did you find that, Rick? Uh, hardware stores, oh, okay. uh, Costco, uh, Menards. So the usual, the usual suspects. 
you can uh, find it at. Thank you, Rick, for uh, for that tip. As I said, Luke, as you know, we've got great listeners. And That's they've right. got some great tips as well. Let's see. Uh, there was a uh, question about, because we were talking about footings. And if I can find this again, what was what was that? Uh, not, not the Diamond Pier, but what was the other uh, term that you uh, used for uh, footings that um, you liked? It could be used maybe, was it helical? Helical. Helical yep. piers. What, what, tell us again. That's kind of a threaded, like a uh, screwed the, into the, the ground? Easiest, well, everybody's in Minnesota here. We all know what an ice auger looks like. Oh, yeah. You sure. drill a hole in the ice, right? Sure, it looks sure. exactly like that. Oh, okay. okay? They're, they're an auger, and they're, but they're probably 10, 12 inches in diameter, and they're used all over the place. They're used to screw into the earth to support uh, retaining walls, to hold them in place horizontally. They're used to screw underneath old buildings to create and put a – uh, a kind of a lift. They can lift buildings right out of the ground and level them wow. back again uh, because of the resistance that they have. So they're used all over the place. In fact, I've designed a house once that needed helical piers underneath the entire house to keep it from sinking because the soil was full of moisture and loomis. So they're used a lot, um, and especially on decks where a lot of these areas where you have Plymouth, is, I think of comes off the top of my head, a lot of swampy area where mm. you just don't have good dirt. These work phenomenally well. That's cool. Yep. Uh, there was a, um, a deck question here. Maybe this <laughs> relates to what you just finished. I have a text that says a second-level deck supported on a ground-level cement pad. Well, now the deck has started cracking, cement creating a two-inch lip, any repair ideas? Got it. We see it all the time where people have built a deck and they've just set the posts on top of a four-inch thick concrete slab. Concrete slabs lift and move as the ground freezes because they're not below the 48-inch frost line. So uh, anytime that happens, you have to cut out the concrete where that post is resting on it, and you need to get a footing down on the ground in order for that thing to be stabilized or it's going to continue to move. Uh, as all, con- all you know, Sidewalks, for example, Yeah, they, they lift up and down. That's why there's always an expansion joint between the concrete and where it butts up to a house or a door because the concrete uh, slabs are always going to lift and move. So cannot do that. You'll have to explain this one to me. Uh, a texter says, don't build decks on the west side. Plant trees, too. Yes. What's, what's the deal with that? Well, what we were talking about earlier, how hot decks are. Oh. And when you're looking at a house. in the west. It, when you're looking at a house and you're going to buy a house and you're a deck person, buy the, buy the house where the backyard faces the east because in the evening you'll be in the shade. Ah. Uh, otherwise, you're going to battle that uh, – you're going to battle that sunshine in the afternoon. So south exposure decks and west exposure decks – are a constant problem for people who don't want to be sitting in the sun. Now, if you're a sun tanner, there you go. That's where you want to be. Well, how many times? Now, you've been in the business for for quite a few years now, at building decks and whatnot. How many people, as far as porches go, say, you know what? It gets kind of shady, and boy, we sit out in our deck, and the mosquitoes are killing us. Yeah, we need a porch. Yeah. How many people use that? The mosquito. Not excuse, but a reason to build a porch. Often, often. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of times what we'll do is we'll put in porch-sized footings on a regular deck with the anticipation ah. that they might want to build a porch someday. So Being proactive. That's right. Uh, just a little bit deeper, a little bit bigger footing, and we can prepare that deck for a porch. So obviously it's, uh, mosquitoes are a state bird, and uh, we we deal with that all the time. People want to have a bug-free zone, you know, depending on where they live. 
Texter says a clothesline, any reputable handyman can do that. That's right. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, Texter says, I've recently been told, and maybe you've heard about this, there is an alternative to treated lumber for substructure using reinforced plastic lumber. In fact, there's a product made in Worthington, Minnesota, I guess. Have you heard of such a thing? No. Yeah. Heard of steel framing. Uh, I have not. Be- that, that What they've just described is basically a composite framing joist or whatever. I've not, uh, I've not seen that yet. It, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it exists, I, uh, but I've not seen that. Yeah, your opinion, Texter, continues on alternatives to not using treated lumber sure. on substructures. Hmm. Sure. All right. Uh, let's see. We've got time. We're just about out of time. All right. Wh- what do you tell people? What can you tell people now, Luke, who may want to uh, get a deck or a porch built, realizing that they're not going to get it done tomorrow? What what would be their plan? Patience is the plan. Yeah. Um, and uh, call in and... and uh, you know, we can still get some decks done, new decks done this year, but it is uh, it is urgent if you're anticipating. You know, we hear yeah. about graduations and people oh, want to yes. have this stuff done. Right. Don't put it off any longer. Give us a call. We'll come out and help you. All right. And that number is 1-800-LEAFGUARD, 1-800-LEAFGUARD, lindusconstruction.com, L-I-N-D-U-S. Nick, always a pleasure. Thank you. Good to see you. Hope to see you down the road here. Soon hit 830-WCCO. Overcast, 27 degrees, heading for 38 today.